body, he was certain that was indeed the case. For a start, the man, for it was a man, was almost certainly English. Fair hair, now lank and sodden, but nevertheless well cut, clung to a broad forehead and cheeks that, originally, had held the sharp angles and clean planes that were hallmarks of the aristocracy. This man had been well born, but now... Experienced eyes scanning the ungodly tangle of long, once-elegant limbs, tracing the unnatural angles and impossible contortions of bones forced into positions they simply could not, should not, ever be in. Roland felt something in him seize, with pity, with horror, with outright shock. What manner of rack had this man been placed upon? The man had fetched up on his stomach, his head turned toward the sea, his shoulders askew, his spine twisted, arms and legs hanging like limp twigs. Roland looked down on the man's face, on the side he could see, once handsome but now battered, the skin pallid, holding the leaden tinge of death. This man had been broken, hideously and utterly, before death had claimed him. Roland made the sign of the cross, instinctively murmuring a prayer for the man's soul. He started to turn to give orders to the novices. A sibilant shush from the sea made him pause. A wave rolled in, higher than the most recent. The tide had turned and was coming in. The wave reached the man, washing up around his body, lapping at his sodden clothes. The water came high enough to briefly cover the man's chafed and parted lips and his nose. Roland had seen no reason to try and prevent that. Then he saw the thin stream of bubbles escape from the man's mouth. Good God! Roland shot to his feet. His heart was pounding. But he was the infirmarer. The sea receded. Roland swung to the novices, now gathered in a curious group fifteen paces away. You! Godfrey! Roland pointed to the leanest and fittest of the bunch. Run back to the priory and fetch the stretcher. Ned and Will, you go too, and bring back my medical bag, and the bag of splints and bandages. Go, now, and run! He didn't need to make any further exhortation. The three boys shot off like hares, racing and leaping up over the dunes, making for the path to the priory on the headland. Turning back to the unknown man, Roland wondered if he was doing the right thing, if there truly was any point, any hope, if what was to come would ever be worth the price. Yet he was God's man. He had no choice. He had to try. That he had no guarantee that the man would live was beside the point. Also irrelevant was that, if he lived the man would likely not thank him for rescuing him into a life of unending pain and misery. The man had literally been cast up at Roland's feet, a wreck, but yet alive. This wasn't a matter for Roland to judge or question. He was the infirmarer, and he knew his duty. To him fell the task of saving this life. Mind re-engaging with that task, Roland swiftly assessed, then blew out a breath. For the novice's benefit, he said, I don't want to risk shifting him until we've done all we can to stabilize his limbs. That was what the splints and bandages were for. Thinking of how many splints he had in his bag, and how to use them, he ordered, Vernon Cam, do you have your knives with you? Both boys nodded. Good! Roland pointed down the beach. There's a stream that runs into the sea along there. Follow it back a little way and you'll come to some reed beds. Cut as many reeds as you can carry and bring them here as soon as you can. Yes, Brother Roland, the pair chorused, then turned and jogged off. Brian and Kenneth, collect all our baskets and stack them by the path to the priory. We can pick them up later on our way back, then return here. Aye, Brother Roland.
Roland turned to the six boys left. We can't move him yet, but we need to keep the water from him as best we can. So we need to build a wall of sand to keep the tide back until the others return with the supplies and I can bind him. So? All he had to do was point to where. The novices were still young enough to enjoy building walls in the sand. He'd thought he would have passed through the Inferno's portal by now. But no, the pain went on. Stoically, locked deep within a mind he was somewhat amazed still existed, he endured. He waited, still, for death to claim him, while the agony rolled on. Still, he remained, fleetingly conscious now and then, distantly aware, although of what he had no idea. Gradually, he realized he was still within the mortal world, that his physical body still existed, albeit as nothing more than...